it's not the market that makes your business. It's you that makes your business. Now, of course, it is a little bit more challenging being down about 30%. So I haven't met my commitments uh, 100% this year, but I'm surely uh, in a strong position. I'm now at nine and a half million. And um, I got another 6 million in the hopper right now of clientele that uh, I'm working with. So Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hi there, y'all. You are in the right place if you're interested in knowing more about the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. Today, we have Steve Paxson with us, and he's going to share a little bit about his business and his production and what uh, he's doing to be successful in this down economy. Steve, thank you so very much for taking time out of your day and being on the podcast. Well, thanks for welcoming me to this. I'm very excited about it. Yes. I'm very excited to have you too. You um, uh, will be our first Baltimore City uh, realtor at this time. I know you do some stuff in the county too, uh, but if I remember correctly, your office is in Baltimore City and uh, that's where um, I made the connection. So I just wanted to say you're our first one. So thank you so very much. Um, yay, <laughs> that's it. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about uh, what made you get into this real estate business? Well, that's pretty interesting because uh, way back in the day, uh, I ordered an infomercial package on how to buy real estate with zero money down from Carlton Sheets, right? right. So me and a buddy of mine, we ordered it. We went through it all. And then I was going to return it because you could get a full refund. And they say you could keep it for a massive discount. So we kept it. He actually took advantage of it and bought some properties. I did not. But that got me interested in buying a home. So I bought my first home on Kenwood Avenue in Canton back in 1996. The mortgage payment was five bucks more a month than my snazzy sports car, which was hysterical. And I couldn't rent the pro. I, I couldn't rent it. I couldn't rent the property for like 600 bucks a month. Can't, right? Funny. Um, so I moved in. I moved into it. And that's how I ended up in Canton. And then not too long after that is when I explored getting into real estate. So April 17th, 2001 is when I pushed the button and I passed my real estate test. And then I actually had to figure out how to sell real estate. The hard part. <laughs> well, that is an interesting story. I too was uh, was a Carlton Sheets uh, listener and got the DVDs too back in, gosh, 98, 97, 98. So it's been a minute for me too. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one, but you're the first one that's admitted it. So thank you so much for <laughs> joining my group. <laughs> I love that. And um do you do you focus you like are you one of the agents that are always working or do you have a relaxing time at all I heard somebody's voicemail and I loved it it said on Saturdays I will call you back when the sun sets and I'm like oh I'm totally stealing that that is such a good one uh so do you have some downtime um during your work week or are you kind of always the nose to the grindstone 
Uh, I used to be nose to the grindstone 24 seven all the time. And that was really my first several years. I never vacationed 24 seven, just right down to it. It was nuts. But nowadays, um, over the years, I don't work on Sunday. I love that. No, I don't work on Sunday. And I set that standard with my clients, uh, unless it's a relocation person, because I do relocation. If they're in for just the weekend, there's an exception. Sure. Other than that, absolutely not. And uh, on Saturday, I may do some stuff for a half a day or in the morning. Uh, but other than that, it's a Monday through Friday situation. Most of the time, I am not working evenings anymore either. Wow, that is fabulous. Congratulations. Yeah. Do you have uh, people that work with you that are able to take those things or your, your clients kind of uh, conform to where you need them to be? They pretty much conform. And with some, some of the flexibility that people have today, um, it makes it easier to do stuff during the day. I do have some clients I have to hit early evening or maybe on a Saturday morning because of the type of job they have. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it really isn't uh, it isn't a problem. And you set that standard with your clients as you're working with them because they want you to respect their personal time. You have your personal time too. And if they're not respecting you and you're not respecting them, then why should you even work together anyway? Very true. I love it. I love it. Uh, and you're the first one I spoke with that has those you know, pretty definitive guidelines on understanding change when you, as you said, when you have a relocation person or somebody that has an odd schedule, but I love that. That is having a boundary there is so very important. Well, I know that our um, that our listeners want to get to the crux of this, and you have some extremely um, fascinating numbers for the last year, especially that we're in a declining market. Do you have the numbers in front of you, or I know I have them in front of me? Do you want me to share? Or would you like to for twenty two and twenty three? Uh, I know majority of my numbers all the time. Uh, knowing your numbers is extremely important because you need to know where you are to know where you're going to. Um, last year, I did uh, 25 million and 62 transactions. Uh, but over the last three years, um, you know, 21, 22, excuse me, 20, 21, 22, I did roughly 75 million and just shy of 200 transactions. Uh, this year, obviously, uh, inventory is down around 30%. And um, it's not the market that makes your business. It's you that makes your business. Now, of course, it is a little bit more challenging being down about 30%. So I haven't met my commitments 100% uh, this year, but I'm surely uh, in a strong position. I'm now at nine and a half million. And um, I got another 6 million in the hopper right now of clientele that uh, I'm working with. So yeah, I was planning the beginning of the year of doing another, say, 23 to 27 million, something in that range. I think I'm going to end up uh, probably around 17, 18, probably right in that line. And I'm still excited about that. Um, yeah. And, you know, based off of what the market's doing. Now, I do know some other people that are crushing it, having their best years ever, which I'm very excited for them. But most people are not. And there's a lot of reasons why they aren't doing it. Most definitely. Do you know the do you know your numbers even further the breakdown when it comes to where the business in 22 came from, where the business in 23 is coming from? Thank you. I would love for you to share with our group here uh, where that business is coming from. Is it repeat business? Is it your sphere? Is it um, referrals? Is is it lead gen? If so, what kind of lead gen are you using? 
um, that you're open to sharing? Well, Jennifer, it's, it's really easy. And I've been very fortunate um, years and years ago in the beginning stages of my career, I didn't know what a database was. It's just I just had a list of people in my Outlook <laughs> contact section, right? right. Um, but, but once I came to uh, Keller Williams in 2012, they really pressed on me on the importance of a database. So I really built my database up and I have it categorized out on who my A clients are, B clients are, met clients, not mets, uh, and different things like that. So over the last three years, 75%, 73 to 75, right in there, uh, has been repeater referral business. Wow. And then the rest of that business has come through relocation, um, some marketing that I, mailing marketing that I do, signs, or I get very little social media, to be honest with you. But most of that uh, does come from my sphere. And then the rest of it are just general things that I do from having signs out there, posting things and, and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, most definitely. Now, when you have the referral and repeat business at 73 to 75%, that's pretty aggressive. What are you doing to stay in contact with those people? Every quarter. Every quarter, I stay in contact with those people. It's very, very important. The most heartbreaking thing that you can have as an agent is that you see a client sell their home and buy a new home without you. And I'm going to give you a quick little story on that. So I had two clients. I won't mention their names. Uh, they were over in Federal Hill. They sold their house for 300 some thousand and bought a new house for 700 some thousand. My mouth dropped. I was like, I called the guy and he goes, Steve, you didn't stay in touch with us enough. Now, I'm saying this as a lesson to everybody out there. That was somebody that I dropped the ball on. I very rarely ever dropped the ball, but I dropped the ball on not staying in touch with the client every 90 days. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I lost that business. So that was a, that was a, that's a life lesson for any real estate agent out there. And it's not like you have to have a specific script to call these people up. You get to know these people. They're they're friendly with you. And um, so you can just call them to see how they're doing. Do I call everybody every time and say, hey, Jennifer, who do you know that's interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate? No, absolutely not. But do you want to ask those questions? Yes. The other things is developing the relationship. Oh, how are the kids doing? Oh, I, did you join the pool again this year? Are you in the boat club? Uh, are you doing, oh, did you hear about the new restaurant uh, that they just opened up called Placa over in Greektown, as an example? Um, things like that. So you just keep that relationship uh, together and they'll remember that. And then when the time comes, typically you're getting that business 70 plus percent of the time. If and, if not you, and if you have that database and you're keeping notes of those, because uh, in my database, I keep notes of those conversations for that exact reason. So that when I have the next phone, the next conversation with them, I know what we discussed. If they mentioned, like you said, something about the boat, something about uh, joining the pool, what, something about their children. I have that note in there for next time. Uh, I find that the money's in the follow-up and following up and keeping good notes, I find is very successful. Um, I do have a note here though, that NAR has said that 85% of our clients will say that they will use us again. And 13% actually do. And I don't know that that's a, any reflection on any of us other than not staying in constant contact with them. Um, so I think that there's a pretty significant numbers that NAR came out with. Um, 
And I can tell you uh, what I do is when I'm calling my CAS database, I call two letters of the alphabet uh, every week. So just A and B today and C and D next time. And by the time I get to the end, that's week 13 and it's time to start again. So that's quarterly. An easy way for me to remember how to do it. And uh, my little cheat sheet, if you will. So please, people, take my little cheat sheet, uh, just like you're taking Steve's. And if you're calling those past clients to it, to um, whether, whether it's two uh, last names or first names, A's and B's or whatever you want to do, uh, two a week, and, and you'll, you'll bust right through them. That and is, one thing about your database is the size of your database, quality, mm-hmm. size of your database equals the size of your bank account. It definitely does. And people um, actually, don't know that. I'm going out to dinner tonight with a client of mine um, who's in Westminster, so that's going to be a bit of a haul for me. Um, but they paid off their house in 17 years and said, Jennifer, I just did this. Let's, and I'm like, oh crap, let's go celebrate. So, I mean, it, you know, you've been in the business a minute. People are able to sell, to, to pay off their house within that time frame. You're still staying in contact with them and they want to celebrate with you. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, that is the best way to spend the evening. And I will definitely hike up to Westminster for us to hang out and um, and to a new restaurant that I've never been to and just celebrate her and her success and what she's done. I'm so excited. That's awesome. And, and here's something to think about in, um, is when you think about the client in your database. So let's say you're my client and I sell you a house today. And let's say I'm fresh in my real estate career and I'm going to be around for 20 or 30 years in real estate. And I'm just starting and you're my first and you're my client. The likelihood of you do of me doing two, three, or four more transactions with you within that 20 to 30 year timeline is very promising. So staying in touch with your folks is very, very important because every one client could be anywhere from three to five transactions per se through your career. And if you add all that up over a period of time, that's pretty snazzy. Yeah, it is. That's how I got into the fire department and the police department. We were all in our early 20s and we were all doing our thing. And my sister is a volunteer firefighter and it just spread like wildfires from firefighters to police. And it just went rampant. And it was just, and you were friends with all these people, especially, you know, in your 20s, you know, before all the kids came and the craziness happened of life. And it was just wonderful to uh, start like that. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, and I, I apologize. One other thing on the database is I'm far from an expert on the database. Do I work on it constantly all the time? Yes. Do I miss stuff once in a while? Yes. You don't have to be perfect, but right. you need to be you need to be your best. There's a difference between being your best and being perfect. Perfect never happens, but being your best and showing up every day makes the difference. I love that. I love that. I couldn't agree with you more. Actually, that leads into my next question about mindset. So we know in our industry, if you look at the news, it is negative, Nancy, and it is out there. I want to know what you do to keep yourself in a positive mindset so that you can get through your day and you could have these phenomenal production numbers that you're having. Well, it is hard some days. And uh, I have a business coach. And, okay. Uh, not too long ago, uh, a few weeks ago, I said to my coach, Jim, uh, I was just not with it. I just wasn't focused, wasn't this or that. 
And um, I just, I took a day and I just said, shut down, call it a day. Don't do anything. Regroup your mind, regroup your focus. Because sometimes stepping back to take that breather, to jump back forward to getting where you need to be is so crucial. But there's so many people that are in the mindset going, oh, if I step back for those hours or that day or two days or whatever it is, I'm going to miss something. Mm. Actually, it's going to hurt you more than it will help you in reality. And I just found a really interesting quote of the day uh, yesterday, and it's called the habits of staying focused. It's Mm. not the number of hours that you practice. It's about the number of hours your mind is present during that practice. Oh, isn't that I'm interesting? Shutting that down. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, you need you want to be there. When you're there, be there. Oh yeah. Uh, don't be, you know, off. The other day I'm uh, out with a client and my phone's ringing. I forgot to I usually put it on silent with him with a client. He goes, Do you have to take that? I go, No, this is your time. Mm-hmm. I don't care Absolutely. how important that call is. The house isn't burning down. They can wait 15, 20 minutes right. before my call back. Right. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Uh, What kind of trends are you seeing in the market right this moment? Well, I made a little notes on that. And, you know, the lack of inventory is is uh, is difficult right now. And I think we're going to have that for a period of time. Interest rates is the mindset. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. I bought my first house in 1996 at 8% with four points. I get people that complain when they was hitting in the fives and the sixes. And I go, you know what, Jennifer, I surely know how you feel. You know, my first mortgage was 8% and four points. And they look at me like, I can't believe you even bought a house. <laughs> and then all those other people that bought it 12, 13, 14% buku years ago. So really we're, we're still okay. It isn't going to cost you more. Yes, it will. Are the interest rates going to go down once our government gets their head uh, screwed on straight and everything like that. And whether it's there, you know, I don't want to go into that, but um, I think rates will go down, but we mm-hmm. need to be in a healthy spot of maybe around that um, four and three quarter to five and three quarter range. That's a healthy mortgage rate. And it gives us a healthy real estate uh, market as well, in my opinion. Now yes. with uh, the trend being down as a buyer, you need to educate your buyer what could happen depending on the market you're going to. If you're going down to Howard County, it's, you're not talking about going in on a lower price. You're talking about how much are you willing to go above um, and preparing them for that and having the lender prepared for that as well. Uh, now, on the flip side, I just did uh, two properties in the city. One, I got 25000 off from my client. The other, I got 10000 off from my client. Wow. We're usually not hearing that, but... Um, they were uh, two really great properties that my clients were in that. They were looking for that type of property. I noticed they were on the market for about two to three weeks. And I go, hmm, if somebody's sitting around like that nowadays, let's go ahead and open the doors of conversation. And guess what? They didn't even counter. They just said, yes, we'll take them. Holy and my smokes. are stoked. They are stoked. <laughs> they are. Oh, you're yeah. going to have to do a success story on that one. Yeah. That's um, huge. That yeah. is really huge. Wow. Okay. We're going to do something else on that. We're going to have to do some marketing because uh, you got my marketing juices going now just here and that. Uh, that yeah. is Now, is there any type of uh, technology that you're utilizing now that maybe is new to you or that it's new in this different as, as the uh, changing economy is 
hitting you? Is there something that you're utilizing that is different for you and that you're enjoying? Well, I'm kind of an old school guy. I've been around 22 years. Um, so do I use social media? Yes, I do. It's actually a necessity. And uh, I use my database. Uh, it's the command system through Keller Williams that I use. And there's a lot of things that I can put in there that automatically set and forget and go, which is nice because it saves you time. So the technology can really save you time. But on the flip side of that, the personal touch will always supersede technology, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because real estate is a contact sport. And that personal touch is what keeps me at my 70 to 75% repeat of referral business. If all I did was send those people a text message, that's cold. That's not personal. Now, do I send them text messages? Sure, I do. But you actually do have to see them, talk to them, and stay in real communication with somebody. They're people. And I'm a person. We need to have the real relationship. That's my opinion on that. Do I go out and search out new technology systems? No. And the reason I don't is because I've developed and established a system that works for me and works with uh, uh, my clients. So do you have do you have like this that system set up where you you uh, touch in person, you touch via mail, you touch uh, via text message, you're touching. Are you stopping and doing cut buys? What does yours look like? Well, really, I keep it super, super simple. I mean, most of my stuff is te it's text message and phone call. Okay. I don't I don't do Popeyes, um, but the the people that I've uh, that are my A clients that I call, I mean, phone calls are fine. Okay. Phone calls are fine. I don't need to pop by and drop them off pies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea and it's cool. I just never did that. There's nothing wrong with it. I would surely promote doing that. Uh, that's for sure. certain if someone's doing it, uh, but that isn't going to keep my relationship in, in a certain uh, spot. I have a gentleman right now. He is unsubscribed to everything that I do, but he refers people to me and he calls me when he, him or a friend of his needs to buy a home or right. sell a home. Why? He, he just doesn't want to have anything sent to him. And he goes, no offense, Steve. I don't want anything sent. I'm too busy of a guy, but you know what? I'm here for you because I know you're here for me. And I got another referral from him yesterday. It's an international referral. And Ooh. we'll see how that goes forward. Because uh, nice. I do some international stuff as well. Oh, yeah. that's great. And yeah. we're international. Uh, I've done a whole bunch of stuff in Panama and Belize. I actually facilitated and uh, started the master franchises for Keller Williams in both of those countries. Very cool. That is mm -hmm. good. To, I'm going to make a note on that too. Yeah. So I have contacts in a lot of different countries, uh, particularly uh, South American, uh, Central America countries uh, for people to get real estate. And I have real estate in a couple of those countries. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so could, what does your daily success plan look like in your business? Uh, when you start your day, uh, whether you start it personally in the morning, um, I get up early in the morning and I meditate pray, give gratitude and exercise uh, for the first hour and a half of my day before I start my day. And then I come in and I have a very regimented uh, list of things that I do from 8.30 until noon, uh, every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, very regimented those days. Um, 
do you have something like that that you do um, that you feel as though has made you successful because of these uh, certain uh, this plan that you've put together for yourself? I don't really have a, a, a strict morning regimen, but I am in the office every day um, before by nine o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. But I also know what I'm going to do every day. Ah. It's in my it's in my calendar. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to do. Um, it's either in my calendar and sometimes I do have the list uh, because I'm a paper guy. I'm a visual person, uh, yep. just like all my goals and all my clientele and everything are on my wall. You know, all my potential buyers, all my potential sellers, all my goals, where I'm doing, because I can sit back in my chair and I can look and be like this, where if I have to keep opening windows up, it's not in my face. Me, I need it in my face. And that's why I have it there. But I know every day what I'm doing. Now, let's say I have downtime and I'm like, there's nothing in my calendar. If there's nothing in my calendar, I'm lead generating. I'm looking at the market. I'm trying to find off-market properties or uh, doing doing things of that nature, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. simple. People complicate it and it's easy. It's just that we're dealing with people. If people weren't involved with real estate, we'd all be bazillionaires. But there's people <laughs> involved. There's people involved. So, you know, we have to be, uh, you know, we have to adapt and learn how to work with people. Um, and that old saying, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. So if you yes. care, you can get the answers. You can get the answers. Oh, I love that. I love that. I wanted to talk about some goals that you had for yourself um, in your business. Uh, if you are open to sharing them with us for the rest of 2022, or I'm sorry, listen to me, 2023 or for 2024 as we move forward. Uh, 2024, my uh, business uh, planning will all be completed in November. Oh, very nice. I wait, I wait until November. Uh, you have to do it before the beginning of the year because once January 1st hits, if you haven't even started and don't have any focus, you're going to lose out on the first 30, 45 days in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's really important. Uh, I kept my goals very similar to the prior year of 25 million and uh, set in 70 transactions. Um, I'm not proud to say that I may miss that, that I'm probably going to miss that. But am I changing that? No, because I'm keeping the laser beam focused towards it. Could I still achieve that? Yes, I could. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not going to stop striving for it, ever strive for it. And it's, it's very rare every year that I actually meet my goals, but I don't even call them goals. They're not goals. Goals are just things that are out there. So I set commitments, I love commitments that. to myself because a commitment to yourself is different than setting a goal. So instead of saying my 2024 goals are, my 2024 commitments to me are blank. Um, I love it's that. a, that's a mindset twist, just a mm-hmm. little bit of an adjustment. Um, now we'll still, I'll still have a great year this year. Um, I know I'll have a great year next year and it really does come down to your mindset, staying in touch with your people. We're working a little harder than we used to. Uh, it was easy times the last three years in reality. Uh, in my opinion, it was easy times. A lot of people don't know the hard times of 2007, eight, nine, and 10. They don't know those hard times. Mm -hmm. They don't even compare to today. Doesn't even compare to that. And I know a lot of people that made it through that and a lot of people that didn't. And all the ones that did make it are quite successful people right now. Oh, yes, most definitely. 
But yep. I, remember, I believe that there's two other uh, goals that you had that we didn't mention. Uh, one is about waterfront and one is about your, your uh, maps coaching. Do you oh, want to okay. elaborate well, about those as well? Sure. I moved to the uh, waterfront a few years ago and it's been something that we've been wanting to do. And I tripped across the property and, um, and then gutted and renovated it. And I've always loved waterfront and I've had other waterfront properties like down ocean city and places like that, but it wasn't where I was living full time. And, um, so I really been wanting and pushing on tapping, uh, the waterfront market. And I really started extremely heavy, heavy on that at the beginning of this year. I have a specific program in place on how I'm marketing it and where I'm going with it. And, um, Right now, I'm closing one tomorrow for 975. I have three other listings that I'm working on in the waterfront around my house, and I have four waterfront buyers right now. Three that are serious ones, like, eh, whatever. Um, but all of that, I put all of that together basically in about the last 90 to 120 days to get those activities. Nice. So you know, that's nice. that's probably about five million dollars in business. That is really nice. Congratulations for you. Thank you. And especially yeah. that you're just starting to, to get into this as a, a, a primary focus. That's wonderful. A little yeah. niche of yours. And it's a different animal. It's, it's totally oh, yes. different from selling a regular house. There's a lot of things you need to know. And I've known these things for years because I, I've been a boater and everything like that. Um, so that's really helped me understand this really easy and be able yes. to help my clients out very easy with it as well. Oh, I love that. Um, and, and tell us about your MAPS coaching. Uh, MAPS coaching is a program that's exclusively uh, through Keller Williams. And uh, it's me mega agent predict uh, production system. Um, so I'm in MAPS coaching. I have a coach every week that uh, I meet with. Um, and in since I've been around doing this so long, um, all the things that I've learned, I would like to be able to share that and help other people with it. So I'm just starting uh, with all the different um, uh, trainings and programs that I need to become approved. So probably within the next year, I'll be an approved uh, coach uh, with the company and uh, be coaching clients and still keeping my business running at the same time. That is fabulous. I am so mm -hmm. grateful that you came on here today. So if somebody is listening to this and they are inspired by you and they want to know more about MAPS coaching, maybe they want to know more about waterfront uh, listing homes and, and sales, um, how can they get a hold of you? Well, if they want to know about MAPS coaching, easy peasy, no problem. If they want to uh, know about how to list a waterfront property or how to work with a waterfront buyer, I'm happy to give them a referral. Um, <laughs> but no, because see, there is no secret. There is no secret. Everybody's looking secret. for the secret. There is no secret. Uh, once you come to terms knowing there's no secret and it's putting the correct work in. But if somebody wants to reach out to me about anything, I'll share anything that I'm doing uh, because I share what I do all the time with people in my office. Oh, sure. And guess what? They aren't going to do it. They're not yeah. going to do it. So it doesn't matter. They can be like, oh, look at this. Look at that. Da, 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 da. Are they going to do it? Oh, here you go. I'll give you the whole program. Mm -hmm. most, pe most people won't do it, but enough people will. And there's, en there's enough people that are going to come extremely successful out of it. That's why only about 10 to 15% of us are very successful real estate agents. Yes. Good. Well, yeah. What is the contact information that people could use to reach you? Uh, you could reach me at my email, which is Steve C, as in Charlie, Paxton at gmail.com or 
I'm at 410-245-6476. You can also, also find me on uh, uh, Instagram and you can find me on uh, Facebook as well uh, or LinkedIn, but it's always best to email, text me or, or call me. And I'd be more than happy to uh, talk with anybody out there because by talking with people, you learn more. Most and definitely. here's one thing about learning. If you think you know it all, you lost. Yes, that's true. Let's just say that. That's true. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in um, while you're on your commute to your next appointment. I so appreciate you listening to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers podcast. I thank Steve for taking his time and, and joining us today and sharing with us uh, what has made him successful in this down economy. And he is successful with that kind of production of 62 transactions, 25 million in 2022 and 7 million year to date this year thus far. Phenomenal production. Nine and, and a half. Oh, pardon me. Thank you very much. <laughs> And uh, if you really enjoyed listening to Steve and listening to me, please take a moment and put a review in at wherever you're listening to this, whatever platform you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. And so would the other agents within the state of Maryland. Thank you so very much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it, too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 